This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. My guest, Charlie Savage, has been reporting on the expansion of executive power in the Bush-Cheney administration. Savage covers national legal affairs for the Boston Globe. Now he's written a new book called Takeover, The Return of the Imperial Presidency and the Subversion of American Democracy. Savage won a Pulitzer Prize this year for his series of articles about President Bush's unprecedented use of signing statements, statements that allow him to bypass sections of new legislation when he signs a bill into law, if he decides those sections are unconstitutional. Savage has also investigated how the Bush administration politicized the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department, and he's written about the firings of U.S. attorneys for political reasons. We've spoken to him before about those subjects. His new book offers many other examples of how the Bush administration has expanded executive power. Charlie Savage, welcome back to Fresh Air. Um, you write that the expansion of executive power in the Bush-Cheney administration isn't just coincidental. It's part of a plan, and there's a theory behind the plan. It's the unitary executive theory. Would you give us an explanation of what that theory is? The unitary executive theory is a theory that grew out of the Reagan administration and has been dramatically expanded under the Bush administration. Uh, it is a revisionist interpretation of the Constitution that says that all the executive power, which is to say all the things that the government is doing, should be wielded exclusively by the president himself and the subordinates who are directly controlled by that president so that it is unconstitutional for Congress to pass laws uh, that establish rules and regulations that in any way fracture the president's control of the government. And this is manifested more recently in such disputes as the, the torture dispute, in which Congress has passed laws and also ratified treaties that limit what kinds of techniques interrogators can use when questioning prisoners. The president is saying, I am the commander-in-chief, I wield the executive power, I will decide what we can do and what we can't do when it comes to questioning prisoners. Now, you say that one of the main ways the administration has expanded executive power is through the Office of Legal Counsel. You compare the Office of Legal Counsel to a Supreme Court for the executive branch. What is its function? The Office of Legal Counsel is the most powerful agency in government that no one has ever heard of outside of Washington. Although it's based in the Justice Department, but it's essentially the president's advisors on what is the law and what can he do and what can he not do without violating the law, especially in the area of national security, where what the government is doing is a secret and it's never going to get into a court for a variety of reasons. They have the final authority to sign off on proposed policies and say, yes, this can go forward. or.